It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Arizona entered the tournament as a number two seed and feeling good about their chances, but Princeton had other ideas. Also, Virginia had a front row seat to the end of a long streak and Auburn gets awarded a date with Houston for beating Iowa. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. 15 seeds rarely beat two seeds, but Arizona finds little comfort in that because that's exactly what happened to them when they faced 15 seed Princeton. March Madness in full swing, of course, and everybody loves an upset except for Locked On Wildcats because it was at the expense of their team. Princeton taking down Arizona in, I don't, I hadn't seen many people calling for this one in an upset. So watching it live, what was it like for you to see, Mike? Well, the, you know, this was, this was just a difficult game all the way around because the first thing is with, you got Arizona, you got a Julius Tabellas, who's obviously the best player on the court, but he was, you know, he didn't really get any help out here, especially from the perimeter. When you got Kirk Creasa going one of eight from the field with four turnovers, Courtney Ramey going four of 10, Pella Larson uh, not doing anything either, said Henderson, Basically, it was just kind of a comedy of destruction there on the perimeter. And when you just have a Julius Tabellis and Umar Ballo doing that, you know, quite frankly, that's just not good enough. And But honestly, I guess a team like Princeton, you should still be able to beat them, especially because Princeton was 4-24 at from three-point range. So it's not like they shot the lights out or anything. But honestly, there's no way to sugarcoat this. This was a devastating performance. And I mean, it has to hurt a little bit more because when you're looking at this, it's not Cinderella necessarily playing, making these crazy unbeatable shots. It almost felt a little bit like the Wildcats beat themselves. Yeah, very, very much so. And, you know, the thing about this and Tommy Lloyd was just talking about this a little bit in the presser is that, you know, when when they're not hitting shots, when they're not, um, you know, they've got to find other ways to be able to get in there. They got to find other ways to be able to score. And they just weren't able to do that. And down the stretch, I mean, you know, watching it live, watching it on TV, this was a spot where Arizona just did not want they didn't embrace the moment you see teams all the time that embrace the moment there and they didn't embrace the moment and not only did they not embrace the moment they didn't uh, it didn't look like anybody wanted the ball and I think when you're a top two seed that's something you want that's something you expect that you want to be able to have a team that's going to embrace the ball and they didn't have any of that when you look forward obviously you know you're a top two seed the talent is there on this team is it just veteran experience that they need a little bit more to kind of alleviate some of these concerns when they're getting into these high pressure moments and they're not coming through yeah honestly i mean you know like you said when you're when you're a number two seed you expect to be able to uh to, you know to beat teams like this and I think a big question, and again, I'm just going off a lot of what Tommy Lloyd said in his presser, is that you've got to be able to have, you know, listen, this is a game that you should win. There's just there's just no really other way around it. This is a game that you should win. And Arizona just they didn't have any of that, any of that gusto to it. They didn't have any of that spunk. And, you know, honestly, I don't know where you quite go from here, to be honest, because you've got all this is a this is a team, you know, that's got a lot of extra players. It's got a lot of older players on it. And 
you didn't really see a lot of improvement. You didn't see a lot of guys at the end of the game that clearly wanted the ball, that clearly wanted to embrace that moment. And I think that's what's frustrating if you're an Arizona fan is that they were there all season, and then when it really mattered, really nowhere to be found. Mike, we appreciate you. We know you're live there at the game, so you got to see it firsthand, and we'll get a lot more on Locked on Wildcats into a recap of what exactly went down and the whole season. Of course, check out Locked on College Basketball as well. All of this part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Stay up to date all year on Arizona Wildcats athletics by following Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Wildcats on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the upset bug bit another big-time program. But before we get to that, the NFL saw more impact signings on Thursday. The midway point of the NBA season has come and gone, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Or you can check out the matchup of Providence and Kentucky. The number six seed Wildcats are a slight favorite over the and FanDuel has UK as a four and a half point favorite. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same game parlay for an even larger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Multiple players found new teams in the NFL on Thursday. The New York Giants added wide receivers Paris Campbell and retained wide receiver Darius Slayton. The Chicago Bears are adding tight end Robert Tunyon and running back Deontay Foreman on one-year deals. And after some speculation, like he may be on the move, cornerback Darius Slay signed a two-year extension to remain with the Philadelphia Eagles. In NBA news, Michael Jordan is engaged in serious talks of selling his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. The group moving to purchase Jordan's stake is led by Hornets minority owner Gabe Plotkin and Atlanta Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall. No deal is imminent, but there's significant momentum on a sale that would eventually put Plotkin and Schnall as co-governors of the Hornets. If the sale is completed, Jordan is expected to remain with a minority stake in the franchise. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Milwaukee Bucks slipped up at home against the Indiana Pacers. It's been a while since the Bucks have done this, but they put up an absolute stinker, particularly in the second half, and lose to the Pacers for the first time ever inside 5 4 My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. 
Uh, things looked relatively in control, even if the Bucks weren't firing on all cylinders in the first half. But 49 points to the Pacers in the third, another 35 in the fourth quarter, and the Bucks end up losing this one 139 to 123 to a Pacers team that has been struggling. This does have ramifications. The Bucks are trying to lock up the number one seed in the East, and you would prefer not to lose to teams that are just battling for the play-in. So this is a bad loss, make no mistake about it. No Brook Lopez, only the second time this season he hasn't played. Giannis was in foul trouble for much of the night. He still finished with 25 points, but was limited to 27 minutes in this game. So overall, the defense did get it done in this one, and the Bucks will have to look to bounce back on Sunday night as the home stand continues. Check out the Locked On Bucks podcast. The Brooklyn Nets offense was shut down on their home court by the Sacramento Kings. Doug Norrie locked on Nets coming at you following Kings Nets in a game where Brooklyn, great news, held Sacramento in the league's leading offensive efficiency team to just 101 points. Must have been a win, right? Wrong. The Kings, in their 25th-ranked defense, held the Nets to just 96 points. Brooklyn missed a ton of threes. Plenty of chances to get back in the game. Looked like they were going to be able to scrap it out. Ultimately, though, they were not able to get over the hump. They were allowed Damana Sabonis to go absolutely wild in this one with 24 points, 21 rebounds in a game where the Nets just couldn't secure the ball late in order to come back. We're going to be talking about this recent swoon for the Nets what their play-in chances are starting to look like, and what to expect from this Brooklyn team going forward over on Locked On Nets. On the ice, the Boston Bruins got a road shutout win over the Winnipeg Jets. The Boston Bruins got back to their winning ways here on Thursday night, defeating the Winnipeg Jets by a score of 3 to nothing. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and it was some depth players who stood up offensively for Boston, with goals coming from Trent Frederick, Pavel Zaka, and then an empty netter from Thomas Noshik. Jeremy Swayman made 35 saves in the game for his shutout win. If there was one dark spot for the Bruins, it was an injury suffered by Derek Forbore, the defenseman, who had to leave after blocking a shot in the second period. But the good news is, after two straight losses, three losses of the, in their past four, the Boston Bruins rebounded with a big win over a pretty good Winnipeg Jets team, and they'll now head to Minnesota to take the Wild on Saturday. Here is another story you need to know. Virginia matched up with a school whose tournament resume is very short. Furman had not won an NCAA tournament game since the 70s. Well, they ended that streak of losses on Thursday when they dramatically took down Virginia. March Madness in full swing. We did not have to wait long for an upset. Number 13, Furman taking down the four seed Virginia. I'm Penani Stevens. We are joined by Locked On Virginia Cavaliers, Lawrence Johnson, because... Oh my, if you guys didn't get a chance to see this game, it was something you want to go back and check out because I, we were talking a little bit before Lawrence, it was like, I had no idea how this game was going to end at any given moment until it actually ended. Yeah. I mean, this was a game that a lot of talking heads, a lot of the media personalities had said, this was going to be an upset. You know, I said, no way. There's not going to be an upset. I'm absolutely wrong. You know, and if Virginia's ever going to shake that stigma, are going to shake that reputation, they've got to pull uh, big games out. 
they're well versed at pulling games out in reg in the regular season out like this, but they cannot win uh big anymore until they figure this out. The most tenured player, the most steady player, begins his career with one of the best plays of all time in March Madness. And now he ends his career with one of the worst plays in March Madness, Kia Clark. When you look at something like that where it's like a, a panicked turnover right at the end, it's not something you expect from a team like Virginia necessarily because they do have that experience other than people saying there's that stigma, they're going to get upset, they don't have it when it comes to March Madness. Is this something where it's really like they're hearing that outside noise, it's getting in their head, it looked like it at the end? For Kihei, definitely. I think that one thing about Kihei, if you watch him through his career, sometimes he presses, you know, when he, you know, when he uh, probably should for, uh, slow down a little bit more. But mm -hmm. he'll turn the ball over, you know, he'll have some turnovers. But, you know, what he gives the team is so much more than, you know, some of the mistakes that he makes. You know, he makes up for it. But – this one right here, this was as is about as bad as it, as it can be, and then you know that's what they wanted. I mean, the Paladins asked for a prayer. That was a prayer that fell right out of the sky, right out of the, the at midcourt, falls right into the hands of one of their players, finds their open three point shooter pallet uh, for the Paladins, and he just knocks the three down. Incredible. And it's. I think also coming into this game, a lot of people called it an upset, but it's one of those things where the mid-major programs are very successful now. It's not like you're just getting all these random teams in there. They're getting teams that are used to winning. So when you come in, is that kind of jarring for them a little bit when they're under the lights where they're feeling the pressure, the Cavaliers are feeling that pressure and they're facing a team that they shouldn't be winning, but they have the presence, they have won, so they're maybe not intimidated. Absolutely. Uh, you see this in basketball and football. You see some of these, you know, you know, what was the advent of um, the NIL? Um, also with transfers, the transfer portal. You got a lot of kids who maybe would have been on the bench, but but are a full blown D1 talent. Slauson for mm -hmm. the Paladins is an absolutely incredible full blown power five D1 talent. He just plays for the Paladins. You know, and, and he showed uh, how uh, remarkable that he could be on the court. He He's definitely a top scorer in the ACC uh, if he's in the ACC playing. When you look at maybe the coaching here, obviously they had some trouble with the zone there in the second half. Do you feel like the players kind of are were in the right position to win? Do you feel like there could have been some coaching changes that could have helped that? Or is this just unfortunate ending? Uh, I think that there could have been some coaching uh, that could have – I think they could have coached them better. I think um, this team is no problem getting into droughts. They always are getting into situations where they're not scoring, and, and that's what bit them today. You know, the mm -hmm. Paladins kept coming. They had two 12 – UVA had two 12-point leads. The Paladins just kept keep coming back. I said this before we, uh, you know, in the beginning, before we started recording. Shooting makes up for a lot of mistakes and also for the lack of talent. The Paladins can straight out shoot. It's like speed in football. If you have uh, some players who have a lot of speed, but maybe the team isn't as talented as the other team, you can make up for a lot of mistakes. And also, you can also, um, you, you can also 
uh, compete, you know, on, on different levels just because of uh, speed. Same thing in basketball. If you have guys who are stone-cold shooters from deep, it covers up a lot of, uh, of differences. And that's what happened tonight or today. Stay up to date all year on Virginia Cavaliers athletics by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Virginia on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up, Auburn took down Iowa, but now faced the favorite to win the national championship in Houston. Do you ever search for something on the internet that you don't want anyone else to know about? Do you ever think, I hope no one finds out that I couldn't spell Antetokounmpo? I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. And that's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and it is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, and even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked. Expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Auburn got the round one win they were hoping for over Iowa. Up next is the favorite to win the national championship in Houston. March Madness is in full swing, and we have another Locked On Bracket Breakdown as number nine Auburn topped eight-seeded Iowa in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I'm Jordan Black, and we are joined by the host of Locked On Auburn, Zach Blackerby. Zach, you're fired up. Round one is in the books. Auburn taking down Iowa. Give us your general thoughts on the game, how Auburn did faring, uh, how Auburn fared rather taking down Iowa tonight. Yeah, Jordan, in a year where everybody is labeled Auburn as overrated and this is a down year for the Tigers, Bruce Pearl's done a terrible job coaching. Get out of here with all of those narratives. This team wins 20 games in the regular season and finds a way to win a tournament game against an Iowa team, which I will admit it's been hot and cold. And look, they were cold in the first half, very hot in the second half, but Auburn weathered the storm which I think it's all that really matters, survive and advance in March. And, and I think you saw different guys step up, which is really what's kind of cool about this team. And I think it's what makes them a little bit dangerous for, 
We assume they'll play Houston on Saturday at the time of us putting this up. But uh, you saw Trey Donaldson off of the bench go three of three, making three threes in a row, which was absolutely beautiful. You saw Janai Broom down low, take over the game at different stints of it. And you saw Wendell Green close it out. And also, Jordan, he set the Auburn record for consecutive free throws made. And that is still going because he made all eight of his free throws tonight, including probably four of those eight in the last few minutes to uh, to extend it and uh, to keep the game out of reach. So they've made it to this weekend. You've mentioned they're either going to play Houston or Northern Kentucky by the time sure. uh, we put this up. You're assuming, and most of us are assuming, that it's going to be Houston. What's right. your take on Saturday's game, and what does Auburn need to do to advance to the Sweet 16? I think this Auburn team is a team that people don't want to play, and we already saw Houston's head coach come out and pitch a little bit of a fit because Auburn's only playing two hours away in Birmingham. It's going to be an electric environment. It was a home game for Auburn. It wasn't played in Neville Arena. It was played up in Birmingham, but it was a home game, much like it was for Alabama earlier in the day. And it's going to be a home game against Houston on um, on Saturday, Jordan. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to play this Auburn team. Look, the record doesn't necessarily scream it, but ever since Auburn's loss in Knoxville, Auburn has led the SEC in three-point percentage. Guard play has been quietly very, very efficient over the course of the last two weeks of the season. But the record doesn't scream it because you had to go to overtime against Alabama, which, but if you play like that against any other team in college basketball, Jordan, you win. And you probably win by a lot. You're definitely a Sweet 16 team if you're able to do that. And then they back it up by playing uh, against Tennessee, in the regular season opener or the regular season finale, rather. And all of a sudden you're just like, wow, this Auburn team's peaking at the right time. And then they play Arkansas, who was the highest rated 10 seed in the history of the SEC tournament. And they fell flat in a close one there. But when you just look at the stats and not the record, they're playing their best ball of the season. And if they keep that trend going, I think they beat Houston on Saturday. And uh, I, I think they're dancing in the sweet 16. Stay up to date all year on Auburn Tigers athletics by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Auburn on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. And finally, FIFA, an organization not known for always doing the right thing, is doing the right thing when it comes to the men's and women's World Cups. The prize money for the Women's World Cup winner this year is reportedly being raised to $110 million. That's triple the amount of the last Women's World Cup prize money of just $30 million. FIFA also announced that they are aiming for equal prize money for both World Cups by 2026 and 2027. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcasts and make them your second listen. Coming up on Monday, what kind of surprises will the weekend of NCAA tournament action provide? We'll keep you in the know. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.